Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's pray for a moment, shall we? Father, we thank you for your love, grace, and mercy in our lives. Thank you for everything and the, just the inspired exhortation. Lord, that you love us all so much that we're not going, just going through the motions. But your presence, your inspiration is to help move us forward. To grow up and do all things into Christ. And bless the word today, Father. We're praying, Holy Spirit, that you will empower us and equip us. Equip us and equip me today. Come on, ask him to equip you. Lord, equip me today to do the work of the ministry. Equip me to grow up in all things in Christ, that I might be a doer of the work and not just a hearer deluding myself. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Well, last week we started on the gifts of the Spirit, didn't we? Amen? So just for a quick reflection. Last week, our, our, our text and where we started was with 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we looked at some of the specifics of what the, the Paul was revealing by the Spirit of God. But again, in uh, verse 1, now concerning spirituals, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. And literally, I don't want you to be without knowledge or intelligence regarding things of the Spirit. Things pertaining to the Holy Ghost. He doesn't want us to be ignorant. You could have the brightest mind. Doctors, lawyers, Indian chiefs. <laughs> you could have the brightest minds, professors. And yet, regarding spirituals, they're totally ignorant. Amen? Now, I want to share something with you real quick. And I feel this in my heart. Hold your place here, but look at 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 with me, real quick. As I opened up the service, I was sharing the testimony of someone we spoke with yesterday that's now in church and has absolutely given her life, her heart, and now her life to the Lord. And she's in her 50s, early 50s, somewhere. But absolutely thrilled Every service she walks into, uh, it's like tears coming down her face because she feels his presence. How is it that you can be in a, in a congregation? It, well, it doesn't matter if it's 30 or 300 or 3,000. You could be in there, and we, you know what I'm saying? And yet many people may feel his presence, and yet a, a lot of folks may not even sense his presence that day or in that service. That doesn't mean there's sin in their life necessarily or anything like that. But there's faith that's always involved with you and I tapping into his glory. Amen. But listen here. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I want you to go with me real quick because this is absolutely essential. Uh, let's go to verse 9. And follow along with me in your Bible, because I, I prefer that, you know, you do. If you don't have your Bible, of course, you're welcome to look at the screen as a reference. Paul's writing to the church, and he says, But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, 
nor has it entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. I had not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for those who love him. Turn to your neighbor and say, you ain't, we ain't seen nothing yet. And there's things yet for us to hear that we haven't heard. Amen. Verse 10, but God has revealed them in us or to us rather through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. And that's another benefit of praying in tongues. There are deep things in God that you and I need access to. The blood gives us access to become a child, but then baptized in the Holy Ghost gives us the access to pray in the spirit and access the mysteries that are hidden that we otherwise would never have access to. We can be born again, baptized in water, but yet until you're baptized in the Holy Ghost and filled with that evidence of speaking in other tongues and exercising that language, it's not just a one-time encounter or experience. The importance of praying in the Holy Ghost is absolutely essential for you and I to tap into the hidden things of God. Okay, this is what Paul's talking about. And he says this, verse 11, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, I want you to, let's pause there for a minute. Think about that. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. So doesn't that, and for me, that's like, whoa, I really need you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen? I need the Holy Spirit in my life 24-7. Hallelujah. With, because he's in us now, we have access to understand and comprehend spiritual things. It, it gets to the degree where even his guidance in our life as we develop this, guys, and it's you have to do it on purpose. Hey, you have the free moral will and free moral choice to say, God, I need you. Amen. Or we can just be your own man, your own woman, and do things your way until nothing ever gets done. Amen. Or you're like a hamster on a treadmill. How do we get out of the treadmill? Worshiping and praising him in your own personal devotional life. In your car. Anymore, you know, it's hands-free. So you won't look like a wackadoo when you're driving down the road, praying in tongues or singing. They'll just think, oh, well, glory. Everybody's doing it these days. It's hands-free. Well, um, what, do you mean, what are you talking about? The phones and everything else like that. So you're doing Bluetooth. So that's what I'm talking about. I remember one day driving down uh, across Esham Road, and this woman pulled up in the car, and she, she I mean, you could tell she was... And behind that wheel, and it wasn't anybody. You could tell she was praying in the Spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost. And when she passed me, she had all the Christian bumper stickers. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Carol's with me. Okay. We were driving down Evesham Road, <laughs> but she's praying up a storm. Say, praying up a storm. Hallelujah. Building herself up on her faith, interceding as she's driving to work or wherever she was going. She was in the zone. 
And I, you, could, you could sense it. It was like, whoa. So, Paul, let's look at this before we go into the, some of the thing, other things of the Spirit. Verse 12. Now, we have received, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 12. Now, we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. I'll tell you what, just saying that out loud, kind of like, ah, glory. I'm so glad I'm saved. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God that we might know or see the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak. Not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Say Holy Spirit teaches. Listen, he he is here in us to teach us and to help us 24-7. Amen. which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spirituals. Now, verse 14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually Not intelligently, not via human intelligence. Where? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now where this accident is, God, we pray that your angels would minister to to those people involved in it. Go ahead. Lord, we thank you right now. By faith, we decree that they shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord, that your angel would deliver them from the evil, that there would be no harm, no one consumed in those flames. In the name of Jesus Christ, thank you. Protect our first responders in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for your angels just going forth right now. Hallelujah. Going forth ministering to we call them heirs of salvation in jesus mighty name hallelujah 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 in jesus name amen hallelujah in jesus name in jesus name in jesus name hallelujah Amen. We believe we receive the things we ask when we pray and when we decree. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we were appointed for such a time as this to even intercede for that. Hallelujah. Amen. We're not here by accident this morning. Yeah. Where? Up, up here? Okay. Well, regardless. 
thank you for your protection, Lord. That no, there will be no physical harm. In Jesus' name. We command the fire to go out. In the name of Jesus Christ to be extinguished. In Jesus' name. Thank you for protecting the firefighters, Lord. In your name. Amen. So now let's, let's go over verse Corinthians 14, uh, chapter 2, rather, verse 14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness then. Look at the continue. Nor can the non-spiritual man, the natural man, nor can he know spiritual things because they have to be spiritually discerned. They have to be spiritually discerned. So the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Hence, when you're sharing your faith with folks, uh, you know what I'm saying? When you're sharing your faith and you're trying to minister and, and to be that witness for the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. some folks, they look at you like a deer in a headlight. You know, they're like, you may as well just talk in tongues to them because the spiritual language, as simple as it may be, seems to be bouncing off a battleship. BB's bouncing off a battleship. Huh? That ain't, how about before you got saved and somebody said, you need to get born again? What you know, Nicodemus said about us. What are you talking about, Jesus? How can a man enter again to his mother's womb and be born again? Like, what are you talking? And he was one of the highest, uh, very intelligent leaders, superior leader. Amen. So the point here is this: Look at verse fifteen. He who is spiritual judges all things, and yet he or she is himself or herself is rightly judged by no one. Now, I want to tie a phrase in here. The things you've experienced since you've been born again, and as the word of God comes forth, or even the prophetic exhortations and, and guidance, admonitions at times. There, see, the Bible says a wise man loves the reproof of life. And it's like, hey, we need to turn up the volume in here. That means me. Hallelujah. I tell you what, I receive that word. I receive that encouragement like, you know what? Because I understand that my voice has an effect in the spirit row. But when, when the body of Christ begins to rally together and the all become one voice and that hallelujah in the spirit, it's like a sword wielding in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. Yeah, when you say it with robust and like you got testosterone rush. Hey. Like you mean business. <laughs> Amen. It does something in the spirit. Hallelujah. Demons are like, boy, I hope, you, I hope they don't warm up. But when you're going to go, hallelujah. Like a warrior. I tell you what, hell begins to shudder. Plans of the enemy begin to get changed. This, this, yeah, glory to God. What did praise do? What did praise do in Second Chronicles 20? 
the, but the word of the Lord came forth. There's so many things being covered already today and just the different stuff that's been coming forth through Pastor Carol and, and just in, in, in the flow of this service. Listen, you have been given your dwelling to practice the dominion of God on the earth. Dealing with demons, generational curses. Listen, you have to understand something. Every time I I think about the enemy and and the strategies of the enemy, Paul advises the church of Ephesus and guides us and speaks to us to, like, understand the wiles of the devil. Schemes, strategies, trickery. Devil doesn't care if it takes a period of time. To get you to miss out on the blessing of God. Because now faith is. Amen. Believing for his promises. But then you have the light of the word that says hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a desire realized is a tree of life. It takes faith to keep hope moving. He who is spiritual judges all things, yet he or she himself is rightly judged by no one. Amen? For who has known, next verse, the mind of the Lord that he or she should instruct him? But he says, but you who are spiritual have access to the mind of Christ because you're born of him. So it's a whole different playing field in our, in our journey on this planet. We can do things our way or we can do things his way. Amen? So now we're talking about spirituals. Come over to Corinthians 12 now. Paul's bringing it in. He's talking to a church that's been experiencing the presence of God because in the early chapter... Of chapter 2, he said, I didn't come to you with persuasive words of human wisdom to try to convince you. I didn't come in my intelligence and all my schooling as a Pharisee of Pharisees. (laughs) I got the degrees. I can spin your head, baby, with the knowledge I have. He said, I didn't come with all the knowledge I have. I preached nothing to you but Christ and the cross. And the foolishness, the cross, excuse me. He said the cross is foolishness to the wise. And that's exactly why God chose it. It don't make sense how God could choose to send his own son to take my punishment upon himself. But it so pleased the father and it pleased the son. So we can't even begin. How, how do you... See, you have a resolve. If when you're sitting in a congregation, you're not here just to get fed. You're here to get equipped. But if your faith is just to be obedient, willing and obedient, and I'll eat the good of the land, well, praise God, that's good. But don't you want to go to heaven with a lot more than that? Don't you want to go to heaven with, like, glory to God, Father. Man, I laid hands on the sick, and I was hope-believing, not just hoping, believing that they would be... Heal. 
Bless God, I sized this person up that was, had snot coming out and coughing all over the place. I didn't put a mask on or nothing. I said, can I pray for you from a distance? No. <laughs> no. In the, Jesus touched the leper for crying out loud. We're afraid of man, I have flu germs. Shut up, flu. Yeah, we never got sick. Shingles. Shingles. Hallelujah. So the things of God can't be naturally understood. So come on back. We were talking about some good stuff last week, weren't we? The gifts of the Spirit. I would that you all prophesy. I would, I would, I would. Let's go back here. Now concerning spirituals, 1 Corinthians 12. Right here, gifts is added concerning spirituals. And Brother Hagin taught it one of the finest ways, and I don't know that he instituted it, but he sure used it. Spirituals means things pertaining to the Holy Ghost, concerning things of the Spirit. Why? Because Paul talked about it and gave us a pre, a, for, uh, a forerunning of understanding and comprehension here in this chapter, chapter 2. So now he's rolling down in his letter, which didn't have chapters, but in the letter he comes to the operation of the things of the Spirit in the church. Listen, you saw in the charismatic renewal, people were getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they had very little word knowledge. They didn't have a proper foundation in their life. They didn't have a a foundation to stand on. Amen? And And they were being blown, tossed to and fro. They loved God. And guess what? It was big in the Roman Catholic structure. The charismatic renewal was embraced because Catholics are taught to believe in miracles. They were taught. We were taught. Miracles are great. Hallelujah. Now, the agencies of those miracles, that could be out there in the weird zone. But miracles were something to believe for. Supernatural was something to believe for in Catholicism. Amen. I'm not saying it was all right, but I'm just saying, as a Catholic growing up, it was like, oh, glory. We're supposed to, yeah, miracles happen. Saints get canonized when they do one. Then here you and I, we get born again, and we find out that through the new birth and that born again experience, we absolutely become a brand new creation. We have been converted and transformed from sinner to saint. By the power of God Almighty. That's why you and I, we got born again. We're trying to reconcile things. Where am I now? You ain't in Kansas no more. Amen. We are in the kingdom. Hallelujah. And like, like, what's going on here? Come on, anybody else? It's just me that had that. Oh, the joy. Glory to God. Man, I was saved. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. I ain't going to hell. Hallelujah. Amen. That was good news. So he, you know this. We talked about it last week. I don't want you to be ignorant without knowledge or intelligence. And he came down to verses 4. There are diversities of gifts. You find those diversities if you're taking notes, and you should be, in Romans 12, verses 6 to 8. They are what we call motive gifts, and everybody has them. 
but some are more prevalent than the others because we have them all at some level in some way because Christ lives in us. But there are going to be particular ones, one or two, that are going to stand out out of those seven gifts in each one of our lives. So read up on it so you know a little bit more about you. You know, the way you do, the things you do, the way you do. Oh, anyway. Verse 5, there are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And that's the Ephesians 4.11 ministries that he's referring to. God has placed in the body, Jesus has given gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And you can read the rest to encourage yourself. That's why you come together. We come together to worship him and to experience his presence, his glory. And, and listen, God doesn't do it without faith being involved. Oh, he's sovereign and he can do it. But there's faith involved somewhere. God said in his word that he searched to and fro through the whole earth looking for one who would intercede and stand the gap and found none. But one person in faith can absolutely change the climate and change the atmosphere. Listen, can change situations and change outcomes. If you and I don't do anything, then we're going to get the outcome the devil wants us to have. That's why the Bible calls it a good fight of faith, because God's expecting you to be eating his word, drinking of his spirit, being led by the spirit of God, not your flesh and not our heads. Joyce Meyer said it wonderfully. She said, I can't trust my mind. And I thought, "Uh uh-oh. Joyce can't trust her mind. I got to rethink this a little more. (laughs) Because her mind could deceive her, as brilliant as she is and as great a teacher of the word of God as she is. I can't trust my mind. Well, what can you trust then? The, what, did, what did Paul say? Who has instructed, who, who is, um, how to say it? Who has known the mind of the Lord that he should instruct him? But you have the mind of Christ. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you what. Now, that messes with the box. What do you mean I have the mind of Christ? Because I still got a lot of weird thoughts. Anybody here? Huh? Does that include you at times? I mean, our, there's battles in the mind. Come on. Every day we got to deal with it. But you and I have to bring, what does Paul say? Bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Well, how do we do that? We measure what we're thinking with the word of God, with the light of the word. And then we can have confidence and faith in what to move forward in. And how to move forward. Amen? So, verse 6, diversities of activities, we find them in 1 Corinthians 12, 28 to 31. But I like verse 7. Go to verse 7. Look at this. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. The word manifestation means this. The exhibition of... Or pub, and or public display of the Spirit. Say public display. Well, let me ask you a question. If we're in a congregational setting, is it also in, it's a family display, it's a local church family, but it's a public display. The Holy Spirit loves to go public. Yeah. How about last week? What happened? We were preaching on this subject and those gifts were activated. 
words of knowledge began to come forth, words of wisdom. Right? Right? See, God watches over his word to perform it. And whatever's preached on Sunday should be demonstrated. If not, if the anointing doesn't move that way in the corporate setting, you, by virtue of being a part of his body, an individual, not independent, but an individual who's interdependent on the whole, Christ being the head, when you leave here, you activate that. You activate it here, bless God, but if it doesn't come out in the public display here, let it be public in your house. Let it be public in the workplace. Let it be public in the marketplace. Hallelujah. Let your light shine. Let his light shine in us, bless God. That's the only way this world's going to know there's a difference. A lot of people go to church, but that's all they do. They go in and they go out and they satisfy a, a comp, a con, in their conscience. They need their conscience reconciled. And listen, even though when I was lost, I felt better when I went to church and left. Because I felt I was do, earning some kind of favor with God. I was earning grace. Come on, somebody else been there. No, I, gotta, I, go to the, uh, I don't go to church anymore because I am a cell in the church. I am a church. I am not the church. I am a part of the church. Amen. Not of myself, but in, in, intermingling, interconnected with the whole body of Christ. That's why no matter where you and I go on this planet, when we meet believers, we're with Mishpukah. We're with family. They don't care what color you is. They don't care what language you speak. Hallelujah is universal. You go to China, hallelujah. Hallelujah. It goes all over the place. You can go anywhere in Africa. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. You talk about roofs. Some of them places don't even have roofs so they can just let it go. Because they blow it off otherwise. Persecuted for the faith. Yes, ma'am. So, we got down to last week the exhibition or public display of the Spirit. And we, we followed and saw the things that are provided in the early part of the chapter, but in verse 7, or verse 8 rather, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. Now, these are spiritual things. It's not just like, well, okay, let me see, I got wisdom for you. Uh, don't gamble. Don't drive while texting. Isn't that good wisdom? Oh, yeah, that's wisdom. Well, that's not the wisdom he's talking about. He's talking about a revelation coming up in your spirit from God to bless somebody. Amen? Of course, in here, it even goes a little bit further. It's a public display of the Lord revealing something by his spirit in the word of knowledge of something going on in a person's present or their past. Amen. What's that kind of revealing of the Holy Ghost do? Listen, this is where the world gets all screwed up and a lot of people in religious circles, Christian religious circles, they'll go to psychics because they want an answer. Why do people go to psychics? Because psychics are in the mysterious, mystical realm. It's a supernatural occurrence. You walk into a psychic, and a lot of them, they're, they're the real deal. They're real witches. And they are flowing in the spirit. But it's an unholy spirit. You and I need to be able to discern unholy and holy. 
Amen? They, the devil cannot create. That's right. He counterfeits everything. But it's a, it almost looks the same. Listen, let me tell you something about the things in the spirit. Jesus said, be careful. Uh, he, first of all, he says this in, he, in the parable of the tares. And he says, a, a man went out and planted a field of wheat. While he was sleeping, the enemy came and planted tares amongst the wheat. Y'all here? Now, the tear is a weed that looks just like wheat. The only way you can know the difference between wheat and a tear is when it comes to full maturity. A wheat's grain and head is white. The tear is black and it's poisonous. And in that text, Jesus says, and the person said, Lord, should we remove the tares from amidst the wheat? They said, don't, because in pulling some of the tear out, you may pull out some of the wheat. But at the end, the angels will bundle the, all the tares up and burn them in the lake of fire. There's a lot of folks that think they're doing God's will, and they're behind some kind of psychic tent. They say, might get this from God. Now, some of them are just blowing out witches. They know exactly what spirit they're of. And they have allegiance to Satan. Others are just pulled in and sucked in and seduced to believe that they have a gift from God. And here they are giving, quote, unquote, words. They wouldn't use this language, words of wisdom or words of knowledge, because that's from God. But they have a word for you. You're going to pay for it, too. Oh, you're going to pay for it more in one way. So why is it? Why do people, why have, listen, you guys may all know some people that have done it. We know people that have done it and that psychic read their mail. The psychic read the person's, and we know some people that that psychic pre not only understood some of their past, which for the Christian would be a word of knowledge concerning things of the past or present, they also would give them a word about the future, and the things came to pass. Accidents and stuff like this. Well, before we ask the question how, I mean, do you wonder how? Did you ever wonder about that? Anybody in here ever wonder about that? Anybody over here, have you wondered about that? How's that work? How's that work in the spirit realm? Paul reveals some of it. When we'll get, we're going we're to hang in here with the Holy Ghost and the gifts of the spirit. Let's talk about that. How can we discern the true from the false? Because it's a, it's a similar operation. One's holy, one's unholy. But it's spiritual. Amen? Are you with me? All right. We know that there's rank and file. Please don't ever forget this. Rank and file in, in the government of the Lord, and there's rank and file in the government of Satan. Let me say it this way. Militarily, 
in the Lord, there are generals, there are colonels, there are captains, there are lieutenants, there are sergeants, there are privates. Same thing in the spirit realm with the darkness. Now, if I'm a psychic and I've graduated in my witchcraft or my warlock ministry, <laughs> so to speak, but I'm in the dark things, and it's amazing to me, even in witchcraft, white witches don't want to be labeled black witches. But they have the ability by faith and association with warlocks and other people of that. I, I hope this ain't new language to you. But by their associations and through demonic intercession. Do, say demonic intercession. Right now, every month, witches all over the world have networked together to pray against Donald Trump and his presidency. Globally, they commit to it. Now, what kind of demonic activity do you think that fuels in the spirit? Are you here? Are you with me? Listen, it's serious. How much more should the church be praying? Amen? So, a psychic is a person that has graduated, so to speak, or been promoted. He or she may not know it, but they've been promoted because of the operation of this gift of being able to tell people and read their mail. Tell them about their past. Listen, this has been absolutely, it's so amazing to me. We need to know the real from the false. They can tell you sometimes, the psychic will tell you your address. They could tell you your phone number. They could tell different things, even bank accounts at times. So what's that do? When you go into a complete stranger and they begin to tell you things about your life, your past, and even predict things about your future, if they hit the nail on the head, where's your faith going to be directed? Your faith is going to begin to be in the psychic and in their realm, their spheres of influence. Why? Because humans, we're made in the image of God. We have a desire for the spiritual. It's innate on the inside of us. And we try to fill that desire for God and for the supernatural things or spiritual things. It's innate in our nature. So we try to find it and connect with it. And the devil's glad to accommodate people. Hallelujah. Not that he's glad. Hallelujah that we have a king that's above all kings. We have a king that knows how to defeat the kingdom of darkness. So if I'm a psychic and I have a, let's say, a sergeant or lieutenant demon, that I've come into a realm now and this greater position demon that literally requires private demons that are familiar spirits, don't ever forget this. Every family tree has a familiar spirit assigned to it by the devil. It's not the cartoon thing where you've got an angel on this side and a devil on this side. That's the conscience of a lost soul. There's a battle going on between right and wrong, good and evil. Amen? But when you get born again, that generational curse is broken by faith in the name of Jesus Christ. This is where it stops with the blood of Jesus. It's not going on to the next generations. All right, but now you come into my place, and I'm a psychic, and I've got this lieutenant demon. And when you come in, it doesn't mean you're possessed. 
But when a person comes into a psychic, the familiar spirit that's familiar with their family tree begins to communicate to the lieutenant or the sergeant demon. Are you with me? Then that demon begins to reveal those things by that human vessel and through it. How could you know that? Your gift must be from God. Are you with me? And when that demon is done downloading things that they're familiar about your life, your faith is now more in the spirit realm and you're willing to come back again and again and again because your faith is now in this person that's reading your mail, how they couldn't know it. But God has given these gifts to the church. Hi. Ah. Listen, what's their motive for it? They got some of them. There's a, there's a, there's a gift operating and they don't realize where it's from or who it's from. They think it's from God, but you're going to pay, you're going to pay for it financially. And then you're going to pay for it as a, with collateral damage because the wage of sin is death. And, and Paul, listen, the scripture said about, don't ever go into a psychic. Saul did. Saul sought one out. Leviticus 19, uh, 31, turn not to those mediums who have familiar spirits. A medium is um, a person, a psychic, yeah. a channeler. What's the verse <coughs> again, honey? Leviticus ni- 19, verse 31, turn not to the mediums who have familiar spirits or to wizards or witches. Um, do not seek them out to be defiled by them. I, I am the Lord your God. So anything that the Lord uh, has created, and Satan, who was Lucifer, was so familiar with, with God, never says how long he's been with God or whatever. So all he has done is just copycat to draw people away from the real, from the holy, to the unholy. And that's what he's trying to do is to defile that. And then the person, uh, Leviticus 20, verse 6. Leviticus 20, verse 6, guys. The person who turns to those who have familiar spirits and to wizards being unfaithful to Israel's maker or to our Lord, who was her husband, and thus playing the harlot after them, I will set my face against that person and will cut him off from among his people that he may not be included in the atonement made for them. That's pretty serious, everybody. And we know Christians who call themselves Christians who still play around and go to psychics. Mm. And they just have no clue of what they're... There's one more, Uh verse 7, 20, verse 7. Jesus said this, Consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am the Lord your God. Well, there's our advice. Say, that's my advice. I'm going to take it. See, we need to consecrate ourselves. The devil is not going to come out, and a psychic is not going to tell you I'm a wizard. I'm a witch. No, they're going to say, I have abilities. I have capabilities, and I have gifts. And I can help you. Amen? Well, let's just go on here. So, when the psychic is done reading the mail, of course, the payment's up front. The person leaves. But their faith, their faith is now, they're in awe. They're amazed. 
But now you and I have been given the real deal. God has given us gifts, so let's go through those gifts. We've got a little bit of time left. I hope that's helped you a little bit. In verse 9, he says, To another, faith by the same Spirit and gifts of healings. Healings, plural, by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy, a foretelling, speaking forth. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. That's not the prayer language. That's a diverse tongue to be interpreted. Verse 11, but one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually. Now, in the Greek, I found something very interesting about that, where it says each one individually, which is absolutely certain. But in the Greek, it says, and has a reference, when alone. When one is alone. So when you're in prayer... Before God, worshiping him and praying in the Holy Ghost, if it's about a situation, a circumstance, and all that, when you're alone, he's going to give you guidance. And it will be holy guidance. Amen? So go now let's look at the revelation gifts real quick, and we'll just go through some of these. The revelation gifts, the three particular gifts that flow in this category And remember this, revelation gifts, what part or characteristic of God is revealed in these gifts is his omnipresence. Omnipresence, all present. He was present in our past, he's present in the now, and he's present in the future. Amen? So, the revelation gifts... Now, they they can work by themselves, but they're usually a lot of the gifts of the Spirit often are combined with other gifts. But a word of knowledge is a revelation of the past or present. The word of knowledge, the gift of the word of knowledge, in, I'm gonna, by faith, I'm going to say it, in your life when, as it operates. <laughs> it doesn't make you a psychic. It doesn't make you a prophet. It makes you a, an empowered witness of the Lord God Almighty. I tell you what, I'm, I'd be very content just to have that title. That's all I need to know. I'm an ambassador of the Most High. I'm one of the king's kids. My function in the body is important to God and should be important to the body, as every one of your functions are important to me and to God and every, any, everybody else. So the word of knowledge is a revelation of some, something in somebody's past or their present, and it's not known otherwise. Listen, in this house, when the word of knowledge was operating and the Holy Spirit began to reveal things to say to people about the now or even things in the past, if we have knowledge about, you know, like knowledge from conversations with you, we're, we're careful to say, now look, we know about some things that are going on, but the Holy Ghost is saying this. We're not trying to, because there are people some leaders in the kingdom that think that if they get natural knowledge from other sources, that that's a word of knowledge regarding somebody's life. No, that's tailbearing. That's gossip or some sincere folks trying to communicate about somebody's issues or stuff like that. That's not a word of knowledge. It is a supernatural gift. Amen? The word of wisdom. 
in the revelatory revelation gifts category. A word of wisdom is a revelation of things pertaining to the future. And we've seen that here in so many times. But I, I, we just don't want you to see it here. We want you to believe it here and be activated in it here. Why could, you, your, 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 your journey is going to take you past people this church will never see. There's going to be people in your life and have been people already in our lives that God wanted to reach out to them and, and touch them in a special way. Wouldn't it be wonderful to have one of these gifts operating and say, listen, I... Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, because... Listen, this gal... No, no, no. no. Praise God. Thank you. Um, I, I just thought of something. <clears throat> there was a young fellow that was in our church, and, and he kind of grew up. I mean, I don't know if he was eight years old when he started coming to the church. And what we would watch him, and God would just be all over him and just so sensitive to the Spirit of God. And um, I, we would watch him. He'd come out of the, his seat, and he would sit down or get on his knees. Like it was usually an aisle seat over by the wall. And he would get down, not drawing attention. He would get down on his knees, and he would just weep before God. And this would go on time after time, or he'd have his hands raised, and you could see the glory of God on him. And he received Jesus, got baptized in the Holy Spirit, was baptized in water and all of this. And, um, and he grew up, and he got into high school years. And um, we were asked to go to the graduation. We were invited by the family to go to the graduation, and him and his sister were um, twins, and they were both a valedictorian and valedictorian. And during who? Oh, did I say it wrong? Yeah, there's two of them. Valedictorian and the valedictorian, isn't that it? Well, with them. No, it was the same. It was the same. Yeah. Because they were like. No, no, it was It was that. It was that? Yeah. All right, whatever. Okay. So they asked they us, and they, those two, okay, those two were speaking, and um, and they asked <coughs> for us to come, and so the the family did. So we went, and um, but through the through the years, God kept having me, even though I saw the response and how tender He was to the Holy Spirit. But I started to see a change with him. Now, when I say I see, God started showing me in the spirit. That's the only way I can tell you was spirit eyes because of discerning of spirits. And I started to see a change with him. And God started to give me a warning to him. And we went and I started to tell him and we even had him come over the house one time and just to spend some time with them, talk to him, blah, blah, blah and all that, and, and, and went to, you know, youth conferences and different things with them and, and the other kids. But for some reason, there was a play the kids did. Um, Toymaker's Dream? No, it wasn't Toymaker's Dream. It doesn't the matter. Fun. Was that it, Carol? The heart. The heart. And in the heart, there was a girl. It showed the creation of 
from when man was made and um, it showed it, there was just a whole lot the cross the power of the cross the kingdom of darkness the kingdom of of um, God and in this in this play the kids brought this and they did this and they did it at church and um, I watched these two kids one was acting as um, was the girl that was getting enticed by Satan and to pulling this girl that was in high school over <laughs> to where the crowd was and and then S Satan who the devil who was this young kid that was on his knees he's just playing a part and he's enticing her and God gave me a warning about those two kids and I went oh dear Jesus they're literally they're acting, literally something the acting out something that the demon is those demons were going to do now don't be afraid of place because of your kids being in place that's the only time that happened it was a discerning of spirits and it was a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom so those three particular gifts are very um, those three gifts are, are noted in the prophet's ministry a lot of people that call themselves prophets because they just prophesy or they have maybe a word for somebody every now and then but when it is a very common thing in your you're in a prophet's ministry and I just it took my breath away I my heart just broke and I just thought dear God I wanted to start crying and, and praying and re, you know for them and I was like what do I do with this so I would get around them and just encourage them to be careful about their future and how they responded to me it wasn't a tender heart and you know we're okay we're cool and all this the one thing the Lord told me to keep saying to this young man who is now a senior that is going to go off to college and we kept telling him and we would help him maybe junior year it was junior year into senior and this was is several years know ago. the deity of Jesus Christ study about because he knew how to study the word study the deity of Jesus Christ we gave him things on what to study we gave him books and different things and so on and we were willing to sit down with him but then he kept coming up with excuses all the time what ended up happening guys is this and this is a discerning of spirits word of knowledge and the word of wisdom and operation okay and I um, you know I we just so you know this too here's the other thing you don't sit there or get around a person and a prophet doesn't try to discern what's going on in that person you know not at all not at all you're just chewing gum chewing gum like anybody else and just moving along and God just and it's like okay alright got it okay see it and so we approached him and told him about the deity of Jesus. Anyway, that we went to the graduation. Him and his sister, they spoke and they honored their parents for the way they were brought up as Christians. They honored some of their teachers, but then they said, the ones that we want to bring 
honor to who have put so much into our lives is our pastors that are here, Pastors Ray and Carol Shannon. And that was put in the newspaper. Quite humbling. And it was quite humbling because I just thought they just wanted us to be there because we loved them. But we didn't know they were going to do that. And they spoke more about us than anybody else. And I was just like, oh, wow, Jesus. And they got a hold of something. And I went, like, honor those, esteem those that have oversight over you. Don't always be quarreling inside with what comes out. Don't be doing that. Take the word of the Lord and let, let God change us. Been there. Get it, too, when we're up here. For ourselves, too, at times. It's like, oh, I just got that sinking feeling. Okay, Lord, I got it, you know. But we're, we should be maturing past that, you know, and letting God perfect us. So what happened was, was this, and this is really good for you guys to know. Here comes along, there's a spirit. And even though he so, looks so sensitive to the Holy Ghost, and he was. Yeah, he was. But something started to happen. And he started to get pulled away from the Lord. And then he goes off to school, college. to college, every day. And he's on the train. And he has a lot of time on that train. And then he gets off and he goes to, was it Temple University? And he's going to school there. And he's drifting from the Lord. And he's not coming out to church anymore. And he doesn't want things, anything to do with God. And all this stuff started to happen. And I was like, and I would ask his mom, where is he? What's going on? Try to get in touch with him. Nothing. Flatline. And it was like, what's going on? And then his mom told us one day with tears in her eyes that he told her that he's an atheist. He went from that to this. Complete turnaround. He's an atheist now. And it just puzzled us for the next several years. He graduated college. He's off. He's a professor. And what was he teaching? Philosophy. Was that it? And I'm like, dear Jesus. And this one time during the service, I didn't know this, but his mom was had just talked to the Lord this that week in tears and saying, Lord, like, did I do something wrong? Did I miss it? When did this start happen? Happening? What happened to him? What was the influence? What was going on, Lord? Please show me. And she didn't get anything. She comes to church that Sunday. Out of praise and worship, church, did you hear me? Because back then we had exuberant praise and worship. It was not quiet. Everybody was loud and expressing their love and they're involved. And it wasn't a quiet Methodist church. We were very charismatic, as we should be. That's why I was saying what was I saying this morning. And out of that, I remember the mom was sitting right over here, 
and the Lord spoke to me, and I saw it. And it's when this word just started to be used. I didn't know it. I started hearing it afterwards on the news, wherever, then billboards and all this stuff. And I go, dear Lord, Ray, look at this. I couldn't pronounce the word. I heard the Lord say it, but I had a hard time pronouncing it. So I said, Lord, show me it. And he gave me the word inside my spirit. Now, how it operates is I can look at you, Lisa, but I can see, I can see, as clear as I see you, I can see what's going on inside my spirit. Okay? So that's the operation of, of the gifts in my life. With somebody else, it might be something different. But it's almost like I can see it. And Jeff Burke used to say, he said it was like a ticker tape. He could just read it on the inside. But the heart was, what's here, here's mom crying out. And then the Lord said this. It is, I, I, I was having a hard time saying it. I said, e, 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 uh, and inside I said, Lord, please show me it. I said, it's I-D-E-O-L-O-G-Y. Is that how, G-Y, G-Y. How do you say that? And that people didn't even know how to pronounce it. But the mother did. And I said, that has infiltrated his thinking. And the Lord said, and the Lord said that every time he gets on the train, he's being hit by the spirit bringing this ideology to him. And he's thinking more about that than about the Lord. And it's his trips. It was his trips back and forth on that train. He had idle time. Listen, you got idle time. You keep that word in front of you. Carol, you get the word dropped. And the, this word dropped in my spirit while you're saying that. Something you taught about Satan in Ezekiel 28 and uh, Isaiah 14. Yeah. Because of the his Lord commerce, the commerce of going back and back forth. Back and forth. The devil capitalized on it. Yeah. And so... It was like maybe a year or two years later, her son opened up and in the kitchen one day, and it was very close. They couldn't talk about anything, especially with the Lord, you know. And he just started to open up, and she asked her son, she said, I just have a question. Can you just tell me when this started to happen? And he said, well, Mom, I had a lot of time to think going back and forth to school on the train. And that was spot on with what the Lord said, but he was answering her question back then. You know, that's why you keep your children in prayer. And now you're, that's the gifts. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, when the gifts absolutely. of the Holy Ghost move in that, and it satisfied her to know how to pray and what to do and so on, you know. And so we're still calling him back. Amen. Amen. The backslider come home. And I heard that he's starting to have a different change of view. Praise God. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we're going to get into this a lot more next week. But uh, God is good. And take meditate on this. One and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. And I'll remind you that Carol prayed this dangerous prayer when she read this as a baby Christian. She said, Lord, 
your word says to desire earnestly and to covet spirituals. And I see, I see these gifts. She said, Lord, can I have more? She said, Lord, can I have more? Because I can see that they're not for me. They're for people. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. Got it right there. That's the difference between a familiar spirit and and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. A person that um, is moving in any of you, all of you should be moving and operating in the gifts of the Spirit. But that doesn't mean, because if you had a word of knowledge for somebody, it doesn't mean you're a prophet, okay? So that means you have to get that straight, and I'm not trying to squash. Or because you're an, uh, because you prayed for somebody and they got healed immediately, that you're an evangelist. We're talking about fivefold ministries, okay? And but we should all be operating in those gifts. There's in the fivefold gifts. There's certain spiritual gifts, the nine gifts of the spirit. Fivefold gifts being apostle, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. Okay, in the in the um, apostle's office. All the all the gifts should be absolutely moving at some time, some point in their in that office. In the prophets, it's a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and the um, uh, discerning of spirits. In the pastor's office, you'll see at times that they might operate in each one of them, but not specifically. There's just you know, in tongues and interpretation of tongues, um, and then uh, you know so and so on. Why was I saying all that? Who? Uh, you're bringing home about the discerning Who? spirits. The difference between familiar spirits and the Holy Spirit. Oh, okay. Familiar spirits. Anybody who operates by a familiar spirit, you pay. You have to pay them. And they don't give the glory to Jesus, who's the head of the church. Even though they might have a picture of him yeah. behind them. Most of them do. Yeah. When people come up to me and say, oh, Carol, and I go, praise God. Praise the Lord. You need to thank him. Because I don't know you. God knows you. I, I just got, I'm his mouthpiece. That's all it is. Or anybody else that moves and operates. And when you guys move and operate and things, it was so cool to me to go out in the public and start feeling the heart for somebody else, you know, like like that person. And then it's like, you know, zipping your cart around and trying to figure all this out. Why am I feeling them? And then the Lord speak to you about them, you know. <laughs> and then you go up and say, you know what? And I didn't know how to start out. I was raw. I didn't know any of that. But, guys, you don't know how to start out. And you'll be raw. And don't go to sleep on me right now. You'll be raw in doing it. It's okay. It's okay. But do it. Even if if the Lord tells you to go up to a person, tell this person I love them. Yeah, absolutely. That is a word from the Lord. And you might think it's not. Every time the Lord has told me to do that, there was a chain reaction of tears and snots and all kinds of stuff. Yep. That I love you, minister to them. Yeah. But your flesh is already, your, your, your 
like dealing with the flesh, well, they're going to think it's so stupid, it's so simple, like it's so little. Would you just stop it and just obey God? <laughs> yeah. You know, Amen. Yeah, turn it off. Don't wrestle with the mind. Don't Amen. wrestle with that unrenewed part. Just get out there and start doing a church because that is the dinner bell. They are the things that start ringing. They are the, the signposts that start pointing to the Lord. Yeah. Like, how did you know I needed that? Yep. And it's like, God knew. Yeah. Don't you start ever taking glory to yourself. Nope. Don't ever do that. God loves you and he knows you. And then you walk away like a kid in a candy shop. You feel the blessings of God. Yeah. You're going, woohoo! That was so cool, Lord. That was so right yeah. on. High five, Lord. Oh, I give him high fives all the time. High five, Lord. That was so cool. You know? Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you would use me. Yeah. Thank you that you would use me. That to you bless watch over your else. word, perform it. Yeah. To bless somebody else. See, the gifts of the Spirit are for us to serve him yeah. by serving others. others. That's Leave all it right it there. Let's close with that. Yeah. Please stand. That's a good statement. The gifts of the Spirit. How'd you say it? The gifts of the Spirit. The, <laughs> the, gi the gifts of the Spirit are for us to serve God by serving others. Let's say that together. The gifts of the Spirit are for us to serve God and serve others. Say it again. The gifts of the Spirit. All right, let's do it in unison. The gifts of the Spirit are for us to serve God by serving others. Yeah. Father. Yeah. Oh, glory to God. So we were talking about the this the cards to send to Lisa or Barbara, and here Lisa already did this and ran over and handed this to me, and on it there's a sweet letter to Barbara and her family, and so she's giving this and sending this, and I didn't say anything to Lisa about it, and God just gave her that, and so this is absolutely going to bless her. So guys, don't forget your cards, okay? And we'll receive an offering for for That's Barbara. Sweet. Yeah. So. Grab your neighbor's hand, if you would. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're excited about being your kids, excited to do the work of ministry, and, Lord, that we're being equipped. And thank you for the light and the entrance of your word, giving us light. Holy Spirit, giving us guidance. But, Lord, we set our faith. Now, I'm going to by faith just include everybody in here. We set our faith to be the spiritual people that Paul talked about that are born again, born of the Spirit. And, Lord, thereby that the gifts that are severally given, distributed in and through your people, of which we are, that they would be activated, Lord, today, <laughs> afresh in the mighty name of Jesus, that we would be willing vessels, true witnesses of the Lamb by doing the works of the Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen? amen. Praise God. You are dismissed. Give Jesus praise. Let's give him praise. Yes, Lord, we believe. <laughs>